I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Romans 12, 14 through 18. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Romans 12, 14 through 18. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Today we got Mr. Brad Goodman on the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Brad, how you doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Well, look, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got your start fooling with these dogs. Well, um, like I said, my name's Brad Goodman. I live in central Mississippi, and uh, really the way I kind of got into this was uh, just me and my son. Just I, I've always hunted, uh, deer hunted, squirrel hunted, like uh, steel hunted with my grandfather growing up and things of that nature. And when my son got to be about, nine or ten years old i just wanted to introduce him to the world of you know hunting and uh we got out and still hunting a little bit and he seemed to really like it had a good time and uh it was something we could do together and uh went a few times and decided it would just be a uh you know be a good investment to get a dog and uh really dabble over in that aspect of things and uh, and that's that's really kind of how we got all got started, and it just kind of blossomed from there. We had a uh, little dog I got from uh, named Kiki. I got from uh, Joey Thompson, a uh, good friend of ours. Uh, we got her and hunted her for a little while, just pleasure hunted. And after a while, we kind of decided that we wanted to uh, step things up a little bit. So we uh, we bought two dogs, actually. We bought uh, one of my favorite dogs i've ever owned uh was dixie creek jagger i got from uh terry snyder in batesville and then at the same time i bought a uh, i bought a pup online from uh, gasconade mountain curves uh, in tennessee and uh that that dog name ended up being bull and he was uh, we we had a uh, a lot of good times together with both of them um you know we ended up uh, as 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 it would as it would happen, getting over in the uh, competition side of things with uh, with Bagger and the uh, uh, very first hunt we went to, my my son uh, watched a treeing contest and ended up that that's something he wanted to do. So we uh, his little dog could bark 
I mean, just he could really spit them out. Uh, so the guy started doing that, and he started winning a few things, and then it got to the point that he would win just about every treeing contest he went to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it really kind of broke my son out of his shell and got him to where he would, uh, you know, talk to people, and he kind of loosened up a little bit. And people would know him when he show up, shows up to the hunt and things like that. So that's really kind of how we, we got into it. And, uh, you know, Jagger was originally bought, um, I bought him from Terry Snyder at Dixie Creek Mountain Curves in Batesville, and uh, he was originally purchased as a, a squirrel dog. Right. Um, at, at the time, uh, you know, all I knew was about the first little dog we had and what she would do, and we went and tried Jagger, and uh, I, you know, I can remember taking him out the first day and shot a squirrel out to him, and he was just squirrel crazy. You know, with none of that tying at the tree or anything like that, tip just I originally just bought for a very hunting dog, just a squirrel dog. And uh, things kind of blossomed from there. I mean, a couple months after that, I thought it'd be fun to take him to a uh, competition hunt there in Batesville. And uh, I went once and kind of got the fever. So That's we, right. And, and it's not so much, it, it wasn't so much first just trying to win as many things as you could. It was more uh, just being out there and being with your friends, making new friends and uh spending some time with, with other people and, you know, getting out and seeing the world a little bit, That's seeing it. different parts of the country. And we, you know, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so Jagger was, is that, that's the first competition dog that you had, right? Right. And, and like I said, he wasn't originally purchased as a competition dog. I can, uh, a little backstory on Jagger was, uh, Jagger was a, he was a hard egg to crack. Um, you know, uh, found out, uh, Terry told me that he the pre Terry Terry raised a dog at his at his place when it, when I got him he was 16 months old uh, so he's still basically a pup um, and he had had some issues with the previous owner shocking him with a collar and you know I didn't at the time I didn't know anything about that so this was a learning process for me and him both we kind of learned together and I remember I got the dog home got the dog home and had put a uh, uh, GPS collar on him. He just absolutely wouldn't hunt. Just scared, timid, shy, you know. And uh, I can remember calling Terry and said, Terry, he just won't, he just absolutely won't hunt. He said, you got to take that shot collar off of him. He said, you know, that uh, guy had done some things to him that uh, he really didn't know what he was doing. I think he kind of burned him up. He said, you're going to have to approach him a different way. So we did, and we started out with just a regular collar, no tracking system, and we kind of eased back into a tracking collar with no prongs and, things like that so jagger was uh he was he taught me more than i'd ever taught him i'd put it that way you know he, he taught me how to read a dog and what a dog likes what a dog can take and what they can't take and uh, you know there's certain dogs that just can't take uh, correction very well and right you have to have to approach them from a different from a different standpoint and that's exactly what jagger was um funny funny thing you know jagger was Jagger was a uh, excellent squirrel dog, but he was a when I say squirrel dog, I, I mean a meat dog. He 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 wanted you to shoot squirrels out to him. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine in Tennessee, Mike Dooley, and he, and he had seen Jagger go before. I think Jeremy Garner had, had him at his house for a little while, and they tried to hunt him at night. And he just wouldn't kind of get out from under their feet, you know, just kind of kind of like a curl do at first. Some of them, you know. Yeah. 
they are the curs are you know some of them are 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 people dogs they they finicky i guess yeah yeah they've all got their own little personalities is what i've kind of figured and uh I remember Mike saying, you know, that's a nice dog. He said, he'll never make it a coon dog. And me and Mike are good friends. I mean, best friends. He's, he's family, you know. And, right. Uh, and boy, that just lit a fire under me. Because there is one thing that Brad Goodman does not take very well is somebody telling me I can't do something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it just made, it got me to the point that I just wanted to coon hunt just to prove him wrong, you know. And, you know, Jagger is out of the, a bud, a Briar Mountain bud, and Briar Mountain Jesse Cross that Terry made, and uh, those dogs are notorious for making good coon dogs. That's uh, right. Uh, really, both they make good combination dogs, but the bloodline is there for for, for coons, and uh, you know it was a challenge. I mean, I can remember him taking him at night, and um, and uh, I, I would think back to what Mike said. He just he just wouldn't leave my feet. Well. I would just start walking with him. I'd stand. I'd let him go. He might, I mean, as odd as this is, he'd get 50 yards, and that's about it. And uh, so finally, I just decided, you know, maybe I need to just take him on some cornfields or something and shine some coons and find them and just put him right up under them and let him get, let him get a taste for it, you know. And uh, that's exactly what we did. And, and it just seemed like as he progressed, he would just get out a little farther on his own, a little farther, a little farther, and hunt it a little better. And eventually he just turned into something you could turn loose and sit on the tailgate and wait and really uh, so he just transitioned i mean so that tells you right there that the you know he's got sense that you know he kind of figured it out his own you know his own you just kind of took him to the woods and he kind of figured it out you know and then he did and granted this was a dog you can't correct with a collar i mean if he 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 wasn't one I, i know I know at one time he was in line to be the possum world champion. Uh, he tree every possum. He would tree every possum he ran by, and it, uh, you know, and everybody would tell me, "Well, don't you know? Don't don't you just you can shock him, and he'll he'll quit that." And Jagger's not one you could do that with because of the, you know, the earlier problem I explained to you. And um, so what I did is just every time he would tree a possum, I would run up to him and just scream at the top of my lungs, "No!" And it's just like it would hurt his feelings enough that he would do it. And I didn't have to do that very much. You know, it was, I'm going to say, 15, 20 times. And he kind of figured out, you know, that that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to tree those. So we uh, we kind of continued on. And uh, he actually turned into, I mean, in my opinion, he, he's one of the best curved coon dogs around. I mean, when he was around, it was at the time there was ammo and, chrome and uh uh, jesse and uh, a lot of good ones from our area i mean there was a lot of them to to match him up against and uh like the bragg's mash dog was out at that time and they were all around the same age and ended up uh entered him in a bunch of night hunts and i won i I just got a list of stuff i mean he if he barked he had a coon he was one of those i mean he just very few times i've ever seen him pull up on a squirrel at night and one of the one of the things I remember about Jagger was Jagger was loose on a tree uh, during the daytime on a squirrel, but at night he was feet on the tree, never stopped barking, just steady chop. You know, and it's it's and there's some curves that are like that. Um, he was I, there's no telling 
uh, I've got a list somewhere. I mean, and uh, Terry started doing this with his kids when he hunted, and it kind of got me started. And I, I kept a list of uh, how many kids I took, how many coons we killed that night, and who killed the what kid killed their first coon, and that's what I really enjoyed about Jagger more than anything. Uh, the competition hunting was a lot of fun, and it you know it made you uh, gave you some pride in your dog to go and do that. But at the end of the day. I mean, I enjoyed the pleasure hunting more than anything with him. That's uh, right. But you know, we ended up uh, ended up in winning just about every UMCA and OMCBA title in a couple of states around here for a while, and then uh, he ended up. Uh, we uh, went over to Arkansas UMCA World Hunt and won the World Night Hunt with him. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget as luck would have it that. Uh, Mike Dooley and uh, a couple of them. There was there was three judges on the cast. It was me, uh, Jagger, and uh, I hunted Bragg's mash. Uh, Roger Bragg hunted against his mash dog in the finals of all things. We never turned loose together until that night. And uh, mash was coon double. You know that's all he did. And uh, ended up we we won our cast. And then luck would have it, Mike was one of the judges. And he he <laughs> I'll never forget this. He turned around to me. He said, "Boy," he said. I gotta eat them words. That some guns coon dog. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's the one that he's the one that told me earlier he'd never make a coon dog. And uh, so that was kind of uh, that was some satisfaction on my that that meant more to me than anything. That's you know, right. For him, him turn around telling me, "Well, I was wrong." You know, and uh, so so yeah, we we really enjoyed Jagger. Uh, you know, hunting him for a long time and uh, ended up uh, hunting him for a while for years and. Uh, Ended up, I think he got about uh, seven years old. Uh, we sold him and uh, and got got more into the, the squirrel end of things. What did uh, uh, not to skip ahead or cut you off? So did was you just coon hunting him back then, or did you like when you would go to the you know the hunts? Would you would you coon hunt that night, like the Friday night, and then turn around and coon hunt uh, squirrel hunt Saturday morning, or how did that go? You know, um, I I figured out a lot of these cur dogs, and, and, and everybody has their own opinion. I think they're good at one or the other. I, I think they're really going to excel at one, or they're going to be mediocre at both. And, and I may catch some slack for saying that. There's very few exceptions to the rule, in my opinion. Uh, there are some. I mean, uh, I, I, I'll give you a good example. I mean, uh, it, just like uh, uh, Jeremy Garner's dog, Chrome, she, she was exceptional at both. Jagger was good at both, but he really excelled at coons. So I I focused my efforts with him on coon only. But when you go to something like a world hunt, uh, my 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 thoughts were, and uh, and like I said, some people may disagree, some people may agree, and that's fine. Uh, but my thoughts were is that you know you put him in a squirrel hunt that day, and just say you win a round, then you go another round, and then you don't get very much of a break before it's time to go hunting at night. So your dog uh, had to really be conditioned and 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 set up to hunt that much. And I focused. I I just decided that I wanted to focus. I didn't want to wear him out in the daytime and try to win. What I really wanted to win was at night. So I really just focused him on coons. Now I'm not saying that I wouldn't pleasure hunt him on squirrels every once in a while, but I I, I really focused his efforts on coons. So he. That's you had a goal, and that was to go win the UMCA World Hunt with him, and you know you didn't, you really didn't 
you know care about the the squirrel hunt at, at you know at that time so you, you set a goal and went and achieved it well I'm, I'm gonna tell you i would uh i'll tell you a little thing i did with him that uh you know my, my training method for him was a little different probably than anybody else's and you know i don't competition hunt anymore uh i would send him in the tree of coon and as soon as i walked up to the tree and would see the coon i'd tell him get ahead and he would totally forget about the coons in the tree and go tree another one because you know a lot of times there's just a few minutes that you have after you close a tree that you can turn loose and the other dog tree you're leash locked so what i wanted to be able to do with him and i, and I really pushed him toward that world hunt that way was i would let him run in a tree he'd stay tree didn't move i'd go leash him up i wouldn't even leave the tree with him and i i'd tell him get ahead and he would forget about that tree and go tree another one and that's it's rare to have one that would do that but it it, it really played to my advantage in the hunt situations right uh, because I, I know dogs that you tree a coon and you'd have to walk them and you'd have to walk them 50 yards or so away from the tree well they'd forget about that one to go tree another one you know so it that was one of the things that i used with him that worked to my advantage but uh he, he was just he was easy to train like that once i figured out you know how to read that dog he, he was easy to teach to do anything i mean he he'd sleep in the truck he'd sleep in a motel he'd stay in the house you know pretty much house trained he knew better you know just really really dog really had a lot of sense what did you so after y'all got back from you know the umca world you know he's won the world did you did you did you continue to coon hunt him in the competitions and or you know, did you move on to something else? What happened there? I, I did. I didn't. Uh, you know, in in my opinion, you've won it once. There's no. I mean, there's no sense to, try, to me, honestly. There's no sense in trying to go and just win it four or five times or the same dog or two or three times or whatever. I'm not, he may have never won it again. But I kind of, in, in my head, I kind of went out on top with him. And when we came back, we just pleasure hunted him. And uh, you know, I had a, uh, I had bred him to a female uh from uh bred him to a female from uh alabama brian gorms and i had a litter of pups come out of that and uh that produced the little female harley dog that i had Mm -hmm. and after all this happened harley had gotten old enough and i ended up she was a very nice dog very nice squirrel dog um uh tim bracy owns her now um and I, we, we bred her to, I brought a breeding on Tennessee Maximus at one of the, uh, one of the hunts. Uh, I really didn't know anything about Maximus, never seen him go. Uh, all I knew was Reed Franks. I knew Reed was a straight-up guy. I liked the build of the dog, uh, the way he looked. And Reed told me everything about him. So I ended up buying the breeding on him. And that is where uh, the, my, my squirrel dog, the Mad Max dog had come from was from that breeding with Maximus and Harley. That's right. And, uh, you know, Max was probably the best squirrel dog I've ever walked behind. He was a natural from, I mean, I've got videos of him, and you could look back on my Facebook post and see on that, you know, four months old, five months old, he would treat his own squirrels. Mm. And I got this multiple offers and multiple offers to buy him i'd post videos and people call from all over the country want to buy him and he was just a 
I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say he was just a freak. I mean, you don't find them like that very often. And he would just, he would stay put. You could correct him uh, very little that he, uh, he, he could take, you know, he could take, bumped him with a collar and he could take all that stuff. And he never stood at your feet, smart, uh, just a real, just, just, he was really easy. I mean, all really I had to do is take him to the woods. I mean, he just, he just grabbed old things real well. Uh, it, he was just a natural, you know, and, and they're hard to find sometimes. Um, but he ended up being one of the best squirrel dogs that I ever walked behind. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many state titles and stuff we won with him. Um, there for a while, I, I went to the, the, I mean, I'll never forget the first three hunts I took him to, uh, I didn't even place, but it was my fault every time. It's my handling. My handling cost him some stuff. Um, and the first three hunts I took him to, we we didn't even place in the hunts. Got beat all three. But when he finally won, he won. I bet you he won. Uh, I know Kent, Kent and Tim and Terry and Reed. We all used to talk back and forth, going back and forth for the hunts. And uh, Stephen Brabham and he won. I bet you he won ten or twelve in a row. I mean, it's just like he couldn't lose one. And just amazing. He was, now he was just, he was trained to be a competition style dog. We, we very rarely just pleasure hunted him. Uh, You know, I I found that over the years, I've kind of figured out that I would hunt a pleasure dog a certain way. And then I would hunt a competition dog a different way. Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. You know, and, one of the things, you know, like I mentioned earlier, little dog bull, we'd shoot every squirrel he treated. Uh, Max, I mean, when he was younger, we would take him and shoot some squirrels out, but it was generally uh, very few shotgun trips. Uh, and then we started hunting solely with a 22 uh, squirrel hunting, and we would shoot the, uh, I'm probably letting all my tricks out of the bag here, but it's okay. Uh, we would shoot the very first squirrel he treated, and then we would hunt until I figured, feel like he'd hunted enough. And trading us where we wouldn't shoot any until it was time to go home. We would shoot the last one. And, uh, you know, I would always, uh, I probably get in trouble about saying this, but that very last squirrel, I would always, I, I kept a, I kept a pair of, uh, pruning shears in my bag and I would cut the, cut the tail and the feet off of them and I'd give him that squirrel. He'd eat that squirrel. I'm and that dead. was his reward for the day. But it was like he was looking forward to that. Man. You know, it was like his reward, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty, I mean, that's, like I said, these dogs have sense and they know, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, uh, Mac, Max was, like I said, he, he was just, he was just a natural. I mean, he just had it. And, you know, we, we, we won a lot of stuff with him in the period of probably two years and ended up, I can't remember what year it was. I know, I know the final hunt. I, I, mean, I heard Ken on your podcast not too long ago talking about the very hunt. Uh, it ended up being uh, Max and Doc in the in the finals of the world hunt, and I mean we and Max really hunted against some tough dogs in that hunt. I'm talking about from all over the country. It wasn't just local dogs; it was dogs from all over the country showed up. So he he earned his spot as well as Doc. Uh, you know, Doc. Um, I hooked Ken up with Doc, and uh, uh, we hunted those dogs together a lot. Uh, and you you'd never see them together. But we hunt, we'd, we'd cast them out together, but you'd never go the same tree with them. Uh, and so that, you know, it was like you were training for a competition hunt the whole time you were hunting. You know, that's just the way we hunted them. And, that's uh, right. It just 
happenstance that we both never drew one another ended up in the final of a world hunt together. And uh, I and at the time, I really didn't care which one of them won it. That we were both there, and I was tickled. Would have been tickled with the outcome either way. And I was tickled with the outcome. You know, Max ended up winning. Uh, Doc, Doc made a, a mistake that I have never seen him make. Uh, it just, you know, and usually that's how it happens. Both of the dogs retired, and uh, it just so happened Max ended up winning the, the hunt by a point or two. It was nothing that was just, he didn't just, you know, it, neither, neither one of them really beat the brakes off the other one. It was, it could have went either way. And, and like I said, I was, I, I was, I was happy with that regardless. And, uh, you know, I did that, and Max did a lot of things, uh, did real well. I mean, we uh, went to Jamestown and ended up, uh, I think third in the uh, OMCA, OMCBA Junior World. It really, really for a dog from Mississippi has never been in those part of the country and the, and the hills and stuff like that. He really, really impressed me. Uh, he looked good. He impressed, impressed a lot of folks. He, he really, really did a great job. And then, you know, I, I, I think uh, unless something changed, we were invited to go to the Joey Poston you know, hunt. That's it's about maybe the second or third year they had that. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably the youngest dog that had been in that hunt. Uh, I, I really, I think, I think Max, when he was, when he went to that hunt, he had just turned two. Right. I mean, uh, and there's, I, you know, most all of those dogs are real seasoned dogs, uh, the way I like to describe them. Uh, but you know, he 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 did fare there. Uh, just. It was iced over, and squirrels weren't moving and out, and just you know, just have hunts like that. That's right. But, uh, but man, I I, I really I've been blessed with some great dogs. I mean, so Max, when he was like, just say when it was bad conditions, would he still go get treed and stuff, or he he went looking for a squirrel? Yeah, Max was uh, Max had a big motor. Uh, he would go until he found one. Uh, he was just one of those, but. I'm, I've seen very few dogs that would cut the woods up like he does. He didn't like run in a straight line. Now, he'd, he'd leave quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, his first tree might be 100 yards. His first tree might be 1,000 yards. You just, you never need. I mean, it just depends on what the conditions were. But he would cut the woods up real well. It's not like he was running by a bunch of squirrels. I know you've heard people talk about that, when, uh, especially like the players are hunting. Well, they, you know, uh, them them old dogs like that, they run by a thousand squirrels to treat one. Well, that's not necessarily the truth. Uh, these dogs are trained to be fast. Uh, you know, I, Max, I, I always wanted him on a competition hunt. I wanted him to leave hard and be the first dog to get treated. And you can kind of think about it like this. I mean, you know, we've all played football, watched a football game, and I can remember being on the football field, and if the other team scored first, it kind of got in your head a little bit. That's exactly right. So if you've got that dog that's, I mean, he doesn't have to run from here to here to Egypt real fast. He's just got to make it to that first tree real fast. If he can get in there and get treed, you get on the card first, and then you, you, you've kind of got gotten in the other handlers heads and the dog's heads if you want to know the truth uh, i always like have you ever been on a cast and you just notice you'll just notice which dog is the dominant dog on a the cast there's that, always going to be one that's correct it is and, and they just kind of control things you know the hunt the hunt moves seems seems to me like i mean i might be wrong about this it just seems to me that 
there was always a dominant dog. They, they would just kind of control where the cast went, how it how it flowed, and everything. I and mean, I've seen it hundreds of times. And I always kind of trained Max to be that dog. I wanted to leave fast, get there, get tree, not pay attention to anything but what he's doing. That's right. And well, that and he and he typically that, would do that. Yeah, that's right. And see, when you got that dog, that's typically the you know the alpha dog on the cast. Man, you get you get a a, a confidence about you know. You know, not, I hate to sound say cocky because that's not the word I'm looking for, but you you feel good about the dog that you you got on the Indio leash, so you know it's yours to lose. I guess is basically what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can remember. I mean, I I never let this go to my head because I'm not that kind of person. I could I could remember doing the draw outs at the hunt, and I can hear I can hear those guys say they would draw on the card with Max, and they'd say crap. You know, mm. <laughs> you just they didn't want they. They knew they was gonna have not necessarily they were gonna get whooped, but they knew they were gonna have their hands full. Dude, I I mean, uh, so that's the uh. The and, do- and I've drawn dogs like that. I mean, oh, I've drawn yeah. dogs out at night, and I'm going, golly, couldn't I have drawn something? That's it. I mean, yeah. and and I felt the same way, you know. With and I still, you know, I still get nervous on cast. You know, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy these competition hunts just about as good as anything. Um, but yes, you're exactly right. You get, you know, you. You you draw people or you you know or yeah, something you know that's right but uh yeah I enjoy it man and uh well, but anyway you know I was I was that way out when we, we were talking earlier about the um, the OMCBA Junior World Hunt you know they uh my very first cast and and I got to give John Newman some credit he helped me with Max along the way and told me some things that you know I wouldn't necessarily do this I probably would do this and you need to do this and it was some things we did a little different. And uh, as as luck would have it, you know, guess who I drew first round at the Junior World? <laughs> John M. And I hate John's always brings something tough to the table. If he shows up, he's got something tough, you know. So that and that's one of those things. He's like, crap, I drew John, you know. But it, it just worked out. It was, you know, it was Max's day that day. That's right. And, and they every dog has its way. day. Every dog has its day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I wouldn't take the time I spent with those dogs and meeting those people. I wouldn't take anything in the world for that. I made a lot of friends. I got friends all over this country. You know, I build dog boxes and dog feeders and things of that nature now, and I still do that. And, you know, uh, to be perfectly honest, those people, those friends of mine helped me get my start in this. Um, and, and And it's not like it. You know, you make friends in the dog world. It's, it's not like making friends at college or anything else. It, to me, those friendships I made has lasted, you know, they'll last a lifetime. That's right. I, I could go just about any state in the southern part of the country, and if I needed something, I could pick up the phone and get a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, to me, that's more what it's about now than anything. I mean, right now, if I... If I had another dog to uh, competition hunt, I, I, I honestly, it, it to me it would be more about the camaraderie and the companionship at these hunts and just going and enjoying yourself. Uh, you know, you can you can make a you can make a big deal out of a lot of this stuff. Probably a bigger deal than it should be sometimes. But at the, the end of the day, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll never forget Terry Snyder. He's <laughs> telling me all the time. Me and him are lifelong friends probably one of the best friendships i've made um along the way but he always used to tell me it's it's just a piece of wood you know you're hunting for a 
$10 wooden plaque. That's right. And uh, I'll never forget that. But, uh, you know, he said, just don't ever lose friend over a piece of wood. That's right. So, and, you know, that's a good that's a good thing, too. You know, you always hear, you know, people, you know, well, you know, they hunting for $100,000 in this registry or this organization, you know, or they hunting just for a plaque or this and that. But, I mean, that goes to, that, that's, that can go both ways. Man, honestly, money is the rule of all evil, but... You shouldn't, you shouldn't lose, you know, don't get yourself in a position to, to one, to lose a darn friendship over, you know, a, you know, a one oh, of these yeah. dog hunts, you know, that's, that's Look, a bad I've, thing. I've, I've heard, I've heard when, when I was hunting, I, I this when they first started, the, the money hunts were just getting cranked up, you know, USDC and uh, NSD and all's coming around. And that money's going to burn these hunts. So I'm here, I, I'm going to tell you, I've been to those hunts and, Whoever has that mentality toward those types of hunts have never been to a hunt. Because let me tell you something. I've, I've hunted with some of the best in the country, best dog handlers in the country. And those money hunts, they're just as honest. All the ones I've ever been on, those guys have been just as honest on a $10,000 hunt as they've been over wooden flats. And I can, I can honestly say that. Uh, you know, one person, good friend of mine, uh, Greg Maynard. Greg has Greg has supported me ever since I started. Greg's hunted in some of the biggest hunts in the world and probably one more than anybody you'll ever meet. That's exactly I'll right. I'll tell you, I have seen him do some things in a final round of like I seen him do something in the final round of Joey Poston hunt that very few people would probably would have had a hard time to do, but it's just it, it's just person Greg is. And a lot of those guys, they learn by example. And they see Greg do something like that or somebody else do something like that. And they, and they kind of settle down and, look, this is, this is the right way to do things. We're going to do it the right way. You know, and I've heard tons of fussing on the Internet and this, this back and forth about, well, so-and-so did this, this wrong. I, I don't really care to get into all that. But, you know, the money hunts have not hurt one thing. If, if anything, they've probably made things better. I agree. Uh, in my opinion, uh, like I said, I've been I've been some big hunts, and I have enjoyed all of them, and I enjoyed the the ten dollar plaque hunts just as I did a ten thousand dollar squirrel hunt. That's know? right. <clears throat> and uh, everybody's always been real honest. I've never had to argue or fight with anybody over anything. That's it. What did uh, so after Max? Because uh, you ended up selling him to somebody, or no, you didn't. You know, you didn't. You. I, uh, you started hunting for Tim Willis or somebody, didn't you? Or, Tim, yeah, Tim right. came down and uh, uh, watched Max go, and he wanted to buy Max, and uh, I didn't want to sell him completely, so we ended up uh, being partners on Max, um, and we 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 hunted him for about a year or so, and uh, Tim decided he wanted to to go a different route. He was just kind of absorbed with work and. So we, we uh, ended up selling Max. Uh, I had another dog at the house, Outlaw, wanted to push him. I, I'd done kind of what I wanted to do with Max. I mean, it, it really just no sense in beating the, beating the horse to death. And we ended up selling Max to uh, Raymond Ritchie in Louisiana, bought him. That's right. Uh, good friend of mine to this day. Uh, he still has him today. Uh, still, still hunts him a little bit. Not as much as, you know, like I did, but, you know, his job kind of, keeps him from doing so much but he he loves max he's in a good home and I, i'm glad he has him that's right 
for sure. But then you, so after Max, y'all moved on from him. Then you got the outlaw pup. I remember yeah. him. He was a, uh, he was one of those early starting pups too, wasn't he? He was as close close to Max as I could remember a dog being. Um, he um, he started base. I started him the same way I started Max. He performed just about the same way. Uh, the only difference with Outlaw was Outlaw had a huge mouth, uh, and when he would go, he would go. He never he hardly ever treated it. 25 50 yards you know he he was got his first trees gonna be two three hundred yards every time he was he hunted more of a straight line when i had him than max did um now did really you nice say dog. he was did you say he was you may have said it i didn't hate to cut you off was he out of max no outlaw was the same cross as max okay he was out okay of, uh, okay Maximus. so they were uh they weren't litter mates they were full-blooded brothers got you um, but, but yeah, outlaw, um, actually, uh, actually ended up, I hunted outlaw for a while. did, did great. Stay put tree dog did good. And I started my business and uh, I kind of had to get to work and devote all my time to that. And I ended up selling him, uh, actually John Newman ended up buying him. Right. And he kept him for a while. And, and, uh, I think they changed hands. I forgot who got him. Um, they were in, I think kentucky somewhere i can't remember the guy's name as i hate to admit that i can't remember wasn't it something like something johnson maybe oh i don't i don't think i talked to that but guy now, about him one time outlaw is right down the road from my house now really <laughs> he's not 10 miles from me well that's good so he's he's close and uh, i actually hunted with him about oh uh, last year made a loop with him he's still the same dog just big mouth nice. Yeah, big mouth, get treed, stay treed. Did they ever breed him to anything, or did you breed nope. Max to anything? I've never, never bred Max to uh, anything. I'll be done. I, I just uh, wish, kind of wish I would have, but I just never did. And you know? I, I kick myself in the butt all the time about that same thing. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy, I, I mean, talked, well, Cody, that's on this podcast with me. He's my partner, one of our partners, and, uh, I told him, he's like, man, I got this, you know, he's got a nice little old young dog. And uh, and I'm like, man, if you can take anything from me, breed the dog if you get a chance. He's like, oh, I don't want to breed him right now. I was like, just telling you, you go walk out there one day and do like I did with Tank, and he can't get up. And then you take him to the vet, and three days later, he's dead, you know, so. You know, I, I didn't, the, the whole time I didn't breed him, I didn't want, I didn't want to put, uh, we were talking earlier about the difference in competition and pleasure dogs. Is I, I didn't want breeding on his mind while he was hunting. So I felt like, and with the advice from some other guys, I mean, I felt like if I didn't breed him, that he wouldn't know what all that was about right there. So it wouldn't be on his mind so much. Uh, and I, I just felt like it was a thing to do. And then just time got away from me. You know, we ended up partnering up on him and then selling him. And I just never got the opportunity to breed him. Um, I, I kind of regret it. I, I really do. Uh, Red Jagger a couple times. Uh, Jagger did really well with pups. And, uh, there were several several good pups out of him. Uh, I think most of them ended up being pleasure dogs. You know, Harley uh, Max's mom's out of Jag, Jagger. Mm-hmm. She was she was a really nice dog, but we just we just pleasure hunted her. We never competition hunted her. Uh, like I said, Tim Bracy has her now. Had several good litter pups out of her and Max several. And uh, she turned out to be a really, really nice reproducer. What did, uh, so after Outlaw, you, 
I, that, I remember, you know, this is about the time that you, you know, you really got, I mean, you was building doggone kennels for, you know, kennels for people. <laughs> yeah. You was still building them. I mean, you would, you know, I bought, I ain't no telling how many, and I love them. I still use them to this day. I got your, you know, your water, I mean, your feed, your feed things that you hang on the fence. And uh -huh. heck, I ended up using mine. You know, I bought two for each kennel because I put water in them. That was before you were making the water, uh. The water deals and then right. i got some of the uh i still use them and then i got some of your latest you know you've had them for i say latest seven or eight years but the the ones that you could feed through the outside i got some of those too right from yeah. you i mean you've done stuff for me you made me some nsd uh tags to give away you made me for hydro service you made my rocket kk oh, yeah. you, you know you made all kind of stuff for and me you. uh but um so at this time you know about that time you're you know outlaw you you move him and you're you're starting your 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 business is really really booming because i remember at one time you was doing some you was repairing all those carts for like pepsi or somebody budweiser budweiser that's right that's right yeah. um yeah we we've been busy i mean that's that's really kind of reason i got out of the dog world i mean i just i didn't i just didn't have it in me to do both uh, I was trying to work by myself, and uh, my brother could help me some, and it was just more than I could do. I mean, my where my Saturdays used to consist of squirrel hunting and going to the Delta and, and doing that, my Saturdays consist of trying to get caught up on work that I was behind on. That's I mean, right. you know, the best, I guess the best way to put it is life just happens, you know. But, uh, you know, believe it or not, I've got a coon dog in my house right now. Just got really? <laughs> It's funny we're doing this because I just just fixing to get back into it uh, uh i got a uh i got a dog from uh mike dooley she's a omcba night champion and and i've got her so i'm gonna coon hunt uh, her for him uh probably this season and i uh, see how she does and we might go to some hunts or just depending on how she does i mean she's she's a big ball mouth curve opens just a little bit and really nice looking dog probably 40 pounds maybe nice Just exactly the right size you know that's built it. well good temperament to her and i think i'm really going to enjoy that so that's what i kind of got going on now and kind of looking forward to getting back into it you know well good well on you know we'd like to have you at some hunts i know like you said you know the world it takes you know you work and you know we got to live you got to make a living so it's it's tough to uh especially in your business you you have to get it when you can and oh uh, if the work's there you've got to like i said go get it so but yeah we'd love to have you back on on some saturday morning hunts and and, and coming to you oh, know yeah. i do a lot of nsd hunts <coughs> and usdc and uh you know i go to I, I support all of them i go to all the registries uh, right. and you know just like i said we uh i've had you the reason i wanted to call you is because you did well and with the cur dogs in the night night hunts and the and the daytime hunt so um i wanted to get you on and you know i know you and i had talked about it in the past but uh if you you know we'd love to have you back out, out here hunting maybe get you a young dog to push or something oh yeah well i'm i'm sure that you know my i'm not um as um tied down as i was a couple of years ago now so i mean i'm getting to the point where i can get everything done monday through friday and uh, 
you know, that's why, and one of the reasons, that's why I enjoyed coon hunting so much. I, I could get the time to go and do that, and squirrel hunting was just a struggle. That's right. You know, but uh, I, I really enjoy the coon hunting more anyway. I, I really do. I mean, it's um, just, it's relaxing to me. Nice to be out at night, and everything's a little bit cooler, and uh, go and have a good time, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about anyway. That's it. That's it. Well. I'm hoping to uh to see you down the road before long and uh if you Yeah man, I'm looking forward to you it. got uh any anything else you wanna to touch on before we cut her loose? Man, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um like I said, I, I made a lot of good friends. I got memories that last me a lifetime and you know, if you've got a kid and um, you know, I I hear parents talk all the time about all they do is play video games and this man get them in the woods try a squirrel dog try try a coon dog go on a coon hunt go with somebody else and just try it you never know what they may like that's but, right uh, uh it did I, i'll be honest with you it did wonders for my son at the time he was young kind of broke him out of his shell and um like i said i did that just made friends i'll i'll never lose uh, made memories i'll never forget that's right well we uh that's exactly how you and i become buds is you know through these stupid dogs that we we run behind but uh well man i sure appreciate you coming on and 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 doing this with us uh i'll get it edited and and we go try to get you out pretty soon so sounds good buddy i enjoyed your hat thank you for having me all right brother well if i can ever help you you uh if i can ever help you you holler at me all right god bless brother take care yes sir see you brother bye